Hey mamas, and welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and independent eaters. I'm Alyssa, your mama in BRD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it. But honestly, the few seconds Instagram gives me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week right here as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short because mom life, but I plan on giving you real-life tactical advice and answering your actual questions. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. you guys welcome back to a brand new episode of the podcast i'm so excited you are here today we are talking all about mixed dishes and how to handle them how to serve them what does this look like in real life because i get a lot of questions from parents saying should i deconstruct it should i keep it together should i uh put it in separate little bowls should i put them all in one plate but separate the different blah, 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 all this stuff right we have so many questions around this because when we have picky eaters it matters all right this stuff matters to them they don't want their peas touching their rice and they don't want their rice touching their sauce and they don't want their sauce touching their kitchen kitchen. Oh, Alyssa, chicken. Or maybe your picky eater is the exact opposite and they want everything mixed up. They don't want it separated. So today's episode I think is going to be helpful for you. (laughs) At least I hope it is. Okay. I have been there. My son for the longest time didn't want um, his foods to mingle. Okay. Like he didn't care if they touched, but he didn't want them like mixed up. We served a few things deconstructed here and there, sometimes together. And he just didn't like, at first what I thought it was, was just, he didn't like them like mixed up. What I came to find out is he doesn't like not knowing what he's eating. And in mixed dishes, it is far harder to tell individual ingredients apart from each other when they're mixed up. So we solved the problem by telling him what was in there, what he's going to find, what he's going to bite into, what those flavors are. And I talk a lot about this on my Instagram page, using the technique of narrating what's going on or narrating the foods, telling them what to expect so that they're not surprised when they put a food into their mouth. So this might be a helpful tactic to you. And this is what we're going to find in this episode. There's no one answer. There's no step-by-step guide. There's no exact science to it. It truly is you sitting down with your child, having meals with them regularly to see what's important to them. What is it that keeps them from wanting to mix their foods up? What is it that keeps them from wanting to separate them? What is it about deconstructed food that they like? And what is it that they don't like? Because for some kids, eating foods deconstructed feels fun and they actually feel a part of it. And they like to assemble their own pieces and they like to put it together themselves at the table. In this case, we can take that exact same child and say, hey, I think you'd do really well helping mom in the kitchen assemble this, 
at the beginning or at the end of cooking before you serve it. And you can take that child and say, okay, I can fix this where they'll eat things mixed together. If they're the ones helping me in the kitchen, mix it together themselves. Now, if you were to just plop that kid down and serve them a mixed dish, they may not accept it. And maybe that's because they don't have a hand in it. It might not actually be the pickiness at the table that we think it is. It's actually just needing them to see the process a little bit more. For other kids, it might be the exact opposite where it doesn't matter if they're in the kitchen. It doesn't matter if they're assembling it themselves. It doesn't matter if it's deconstructed. They're not going to assemble it themselves. They're going to eat it section by section by section by section slowly, right? They're not going to eat it mixed together at this point. What we do with those children and what I highly recommend is to start with the deconstructed and then start mixing one or two things at a time together. So for example, if we have a deconstructed taco or, you know, burrito bowl type situation where we have rice and then we have beans and then we have cheese and meat and then we have, let's say, peppers and let's say avocado, okay? We have all these portions on the plate. It's all deconstructed. What we can do next time that we serve them, let's say for your child specifically, they always reach for the avocado. Well, next time, what if we serve the avocado rolled in cheese? Okay, so we're starting to mix slowly. And then next time, let's say they accept the avocado mixed in cheese or rolled in cheese. Maybe next time you mix some of the cheese into the meat, okay, or some of the meat and the beans together. And we take one or two things at a time and put them together, but we're still deconstructed overall. Okay. So it still visually looks the same. And this is something else that I do recommend is visually it should look deconstructed, but you're starting to put things together slowly. This might be a process of two steps forward, one step back. This might be a long process where you serve it deconstructed for a year and then you start to move it together. This might be a process where you're halfway through taking from deconstructed to completely mixed. Like for my son, he's five and he just in the last year, I would say, so probably when he was four, did he start eating tacos like a whole mixed together? Everything that I had set out is mixed together in one taco and he eats it. For a long time, the taco was like the meat, the cheese, the beans, the sour cream, um, and the avocado was on the side. And that's how he wanted to eat it. And that's fine. And so there are, there are some like uh, variabilities here for each child and what makes sense for them. But what we can do is slowly bridge easy foods together. So we're not talking about like going from totally deconstructed to totally together and expecting them to make that change, but we can slowly take steps towards it. Now, that being said, and you guys all know I'm a huge fan of offering safe foods, safe, familiar foods. Safe does not mean a favorite foods, but safe foods that they have reliably eaten in the past. I do think that it's in their best interest and ours to sometimes serve mixed dishes that are visually appealing, that they can see what's in there. Because a lot of times we serve a mixed dish that they're not able to see what's in there. And that's that's scary, right? What if you went to a foreign country and you had no idea what was underneath that sandwich bun or whatever, and you're just expected to eat it? That's a little bit of anxiety provoking. So we want to make sure that our little ones can see what's in there and what it looks like, and also be open and transparent with them, right? If they're asking, we don't want to be hiding that. But anyways, all that to say, Offering them a safe food alongside a mixed dish that is all mixed together. And this is how we serve it. We serve it 
mixed. And that's okay too, because they have that other safe food. What we want to avoid doing, especially at the beginning of our picky eating journey with our little one is to say, okay, there's their safe food is rice. So I'm going to take the rice and I'm going to mix it in with 15 other things, but it's their safe food, right? It's rice. No, it's now no longer a safe food because it's been in a mixed dish. Does that make sense? I feel like that understanding comes from us putting ourselves in their shoes and saying, okay, this is no longer a safe food. I can no longer identify that maybe this is even rice. Maybe I can't even tell because the sauce is so saucy or there's too many other things distracting me from the fact that this is rice. So it no longer becomes a safe food. Now, this is a strategy that I recommend further along in the picky eating journey of starting to mix in some of their safe foods with mixed dishes. (laughs) This is something I go a little bit further into in my table talk program, but I just kind of want to lay that out there that we want to put ourselves in their shoes. Okay, so we've got the strategy of slowly bridging foods together. We've got the strategy of still offering a safe food and still offering mixed dishes here and there. Now, here is the question that I always get. Alyssa, what do I do if I serve a mixed dish and they eat out all the pineapples? Okay, (laughs) this is me thinking of my son and um, uh, stir fry. Sometimes I'll put pineapple in there and he'll eat out all the pineapples and then he'll say, mommy, I want more pineapples. Well, it's a mixed dish, right? He still has food on his plate. Let's say there's um, green beans in there and chicken and uh, water chestnuts or something like that. Okay. So he's still got the rest of the stir fry and plus the rice, but he's eaten all the pineapple and he'll say, mommy, I want more pineapple. What I would say is, oh, I know you want more pineapple. Pineapple is my favorite part of the mixed dish as well, or of the stir fry as well. Uh, mommy will serve you some more stir fry when you're done with what's on your plate. Okay. And this is where we can kind of divulge or divulge that the right way to say that? Whatever, you know what I mean? (laughs) In how we decide to parent the situation. I recommend this a lot. And I know that maybe this is frustrating for some people because they just want like a clear cut answer. Like, just tell me what to do. Tell me what to say. Give me a spreadsheet. Give me a script and tell me how to do this. But here's the thing. I am the best parent for my kid and you are the best parent for your kid. And you know what makes you an excellent parent. I know what makes me an excellent parent. And for me, that is setting strict boundaries in certain areas that I tend to stress out over. So for an example, in my home, I know that I get stressed out for whatever reason when the kids put their shoes in the middle of a room, okay? So I have a rule that we're not gonna come home from wherever we were and kick our shoes off wherever and then go on to play. We can't pull out new toys. And this is funny because literally I don't care if there's toys out, but shoes drive me crazy because I trip over them. So in my home, the boundary is we put our shoes in a, it's literally a shoe bin. You guys, it could not be easier. We put our shoes in the shoe bin before we start to play or like right when we get home. So this is a boundary that I hold in my home. This is the same thing around the table. You get to decide what works best for your child, what works best for you, and how can it be a mutually beneficial experience between you two? Uh, It's a relationship. It's a feeding relationship at the table. So where are your boundaries? What bothers you? Okay, like picture yourself, this annoys me, then takes two steps back and say, okay, this is where my boundary needs to be. So I don't get to the point of being annoyed. Because above all else, we want a positive eating experience, a positive meal environment. And in order to do that, we need to set our boundaries firmly with love, something reasonable that makes sense, that can be predictable, and we're consistent with those boundaries. So our little ones know when they've crossed that boundary. Okay, so 
this is kind of a prime example of mixing dishes or offering to replenish a certain piece of the food. Like, are you willing to go through and pick out all the pineapple for your little one? Maybe you are. And that is completely fine. That is your boundary. That is your uh, way of parenting. And that's fine. But just be consistent. Don't one night say, oh, it's fine. I can dig back through and give you the pineapple. But then tomorrow when you ask for more of the green beans that are in there, I say no. I say, no, 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 we keep it as a whole dish. So you need to know your boundary. So for us in our family, if it's something that's deconstructed anyways, like tacos, okay, or if we have like a build your own pizza bar or something like that, A, I always try to get them involved and that is really helpful on the mixed dishes front and when they can see what's going in there, okay, that's a good one. But then also, if it's something that's already deconstructed, I allow them to pick and choose what they get more of. So like cheese for their taco, they can have more cheese for their taco or on the side than if it was already mixed into the meat. Does that make sense? Versus if something is already mixed up, like when I make stir fry, I don't cook things individually and then put them on their plate in layers. I cook it all up in one pan and it's a mixed dish. But in my home, our boundary is I'm not going to dig through a mixed dish and pull you out the parts that you like. However, once it's on your plate, you are free to eat or pick around or pick out certain parts you don't like. So you just have to kind of set your boundary with that and be verbal and communicative communicative with them about what your boundary is, even if they're young. And I get this all the time. They're like, my baby's only 16 months. They understand. They truly, truly understand. It might take them a little bit longer to catch up. It might, um, it, you might need to simplify your words with them, but they truly understand if you are consistent in your boundary and you are swift in making your choice, like you connect that verbal response with action, they get it. Trust me, they understand it far more than we expect. So think of where it bothers you. <laughs> think of these situations where you feel like you're not uh, living up to where you want to be as, as a parent around the table. Take two steps back and that's where you put your flag in the ground and decide this is my boundary and I'm going to be consistent with it so that we can keep meals positive. I hope this makes sense and a reminder here that you still are offering a safe food. So even though technically for my son, fruit hands down will always be a safe food, once the fruit or pineapple is in mixed into a dish, it's really no longer a safe food, if that makes sense. So obviously as your picky eater develops and gets a little bit more advanced and actually you know drops the picky part, then we can start talking about offering those foods that they do like mixed in with other dishes. But that certainly is an advanced kind of step to this. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope you pulled a few things that were um, that is going to be helpful in your home and uh, really put into practice this idea because I know mixed dishes are a hot button topic for a lot of parents with picky eaters and I hope this was helpful and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on Instagram at momandmerd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have by emailing me at alyssa at momandmerd.com. Until next time, mamas.